Hey, hey, Star Wars fans, it's Gary here from Spark of Rebellion, and we would love for you to listen to all of our brand new episodes when they land every single Saturday. Make sure you follow us on your podcast app of choice or pop over to sparkofrebellion.com forward slash listen. If you like the show and you want to support us, you can do that via our Patreon. Just head over to sparkofrebellion.com forward slash Patreon and come and join our other patrons. And thank you so much for your continued support. Now, may the force be with you and on to this week's Spark of Rebellion. Hello there. We would be honoured if you would join us. Spark of Rebellion. Hey, 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 Star Wars fans, and welcome to Spark of Rebellion. This is your weekly Star Wars podcast. My name's Gary, your host for this week, and this week I'm running solo because Mark is busy. Mark's off, which is the luxury, I suppose, of running a podcast with a co-host. When one of you has got stuff to do or you're off on holiday, the other one can can fill in the fill in the gap, so you guys always get content, which is nice. So yeah, Mark's off this week. So I'm going to be running through the latest Star Wars news. If it's going to be a short show, there isn't a huge amount to go through at the minute with Star Wars, but there's a couple of cool little nuggets that are floating around out there. So I am going to crack on with the Star Wars news. So I hope you're keeping well. hope you're keeping safe and healthy as the the COVID pandemic still sort of lingers around a little bit. I hope uh, wherever you are, wherever you're listening, I hope you're, uh, you're, you're keeping well and that you're enjoying whatever star wars thing that you've been up to for the last week or two i haven't done too much star wars although i did watch a new hope for the first time in ages i haven't seen new hope in a in a while i went through a phase of watching it all the time when i was younger because i'm an, an ot kind of guy i went through a phase of just consistently watching a new hope a new hope is my favorite of all the star wars films and uh and yeah i just went through a phase of just watching it all the time and i think i, I must be in I must be coming up to triple figures now, I think, for A New Hope, if not more. I, I don't know. But anyway, I haven't seen it in about a year-ish. I thought, well, I know what I'll do. I'll stick that on. I had a bit of time to myself. The wife was away with work. And uh, I thought, what am I going to do? Well, I've got the TV to myself. What am I going to watch? So I watched a couple of cartoons, obviously. And uh, yeah, I stuck on A New Hope. I was having a flick through Disney+. And I thought, why not? It's been a while. And uh, it's there's there's a few films in the world that, like A New Hope, they just they will never ever uh, be. I, I will never tire of watching certain films. There are some films where I get fatigue after a little while, and it takes me quite a while to to want to be in the mood again to watch those things. And but there's a few films that I've that I've watched in my lifetime that will just never ever uh, be tired of watching. Don't get me wrong, I couldn't watch them like every day you know forever or anything but yeah a new hope is a it's just something and I, I don't like using this word too much because it's a bit um it's it's a bit sort of farty farty but there is something magical about a new hope anyone that's that where they consider a new hope to be their favorite star wars film will will agree with me on that i think and it's not just my favorite star wars film i think a new hope is just my favorite film of all time and like I said, it never gets old. So, yeah, watch a bit of the old New Hope. There's just something magic about it. I, th- I think it's just a combination of having that that freshness about what was happening at the time. Where any of you that's watched the documentaries around or read any of the making of books around the making of a New Hope, it's almost like the the making of it is almost as 
um, theatrical and, and, and interesting as the film itself. And I think that whole sort of era of George Lucas branching out on his own and doing his own thing and all the all the all the hurdles and obstacles around visual effects and setting up ILM and just trying to make a film really but not just any film just really pushing the boundaries you know all, all that stuff that that we all know about that we've seen on documentaries and stuff so there's something about that that just makes that kind of uh, yeah lightning in a bottle kind of effect so for me a new hope is just is just complete it, it's definitely if anything in the world was ever going to make me use the word magical and I don't mean when you watch an Apple event and you watch an Apple keynote and uh, when Steve Jobs was with us or now Tim Cook says, you know, describes a feature on the new iPhone or the iPad as magical. That, yeah, that's a bit of a stretch, that one. But if I was ever going to use that word, it's probably going to be for a Star Wars thing. So that's what I've been up to watching A New Hope. Love it. Love that film. I hope you've done something Star Warsy. Loads of Star Wars stuff to do. Loads of stuff. If you've not got Disney Plus, then jump on that because we've got some Star Wars stuff jumping. Uh, sorry, dropping at the end of the year. Plus, we've got some very cool Star Wars stuff dropping next year. So, if you're not on Disney Plus, get that. And obviously, all the stuffs on there. All, all of the movies are on there. All of the old cartoons are on there now. The old Ewok stuff. Um, just loads of cool. Pretty much everything Star Warsy is on there. So jump on that if you've not done it already. In, in fact, um, uh, we've got some, uh, in terms of talking to Disney Plus, we've got some Disney Plus uh, Mandalorian news to go through. Uh, then we've got a little nugget of info for the upcoming Obi-Wan Kenobi TV show, which sounds very cool. And then we've got some, I'm going to finish up with a couple of stories around the OT, uh, coincidentally. So we'll get on to that. So before I crack on with the rest of the news, please remember to uh, follow our podcast you can listen for free um a, a new show lands every single saturday so whatever app you listen to your podcast on remember to give us a follow so you don't miss a show when they land every saturday just head over to uh, sparkofrebellion.com forward slash listen that will link you off to all of the various podcast apps and networks and so on love to have you as a as a follower we're on the socials too instagram twitter and facebook uh, just head over to sparkofrebellion.com forward slash twitter or forward slash Instagram. That'll take you straight to them. Uh, give us a like and a follow over there as we chat Star Wars throughout the week. And if you like the show and you want to support us, then you can do that via our Patreon, which is, uh, again, sparkofrebellion.com forward slash Patreon. That'll take you straight over to our, our landing page over there. You can be able to see various tiers you can jump onto. Uh, they start from a dollar upwards and you can get yourself some SOR swag and some other bits and pieces. So if you like the show and you want to support us, that would be amazing. Thank you very much. You don't have to do that. Absolutely not expecting anything of that sort. But if you feel like you want to, if you like what we do, then that would be most appreciated. And to our current patrons, you guys are so awesome. As always, thank you very much to your for your continued support. It's, um, it's very much appreciated. So thank you, thank you, thank you for all that stuff. So on with the show then. Welcome to episode 124. And the first bit of news is um, around The Mandalorian, and it's bagged a bunch of Emmy Awards. So this news landed a couple of weeks ago, but we haven't covered it. But this is kind of incredible because I think it was nominated for more than that. I think it was up for 11, 12 Emmys, I think, something like that. And it managed to walk away with seven wins, which is incredible, really. And some of them are very cool. You know, there's a, there's a really good mix 
And these awards are for the first series of The Mandalorian, just to clarify that. And the first one is Outstanding Music Composition for a Series. That was for Chapter 8, Redemption. The next one was Outstanding Stunt Coordination for a Drama Series, Limited Series or Movie. The third one was Outstanding Cinematography for a Single Camera Series, and that was for Chapter 7, The Reckoning. Outstanding Production Design for a Narrative Program. That was for Chapter 1, The Mandalorian. Outstanding Sound Editing for a Comedy or Drama Series, Half an Hour and Animation. Again, that was for Chapter 1, The Mandalorian. Outstanding Sound Mixing for a Comedy or Drama Series and Animation. And that was for Chapter 2, The Child. And lastly, Outstanding Special Visual Effects. Again, for Chapter 2, The Child. So some really cool awards there being thrown over to The Mandalorian. So all in all, they got 15 nominations across 12 different categories and um yeah they walked away with seven which is a very cool very cool uh, uh bag of of wins there so a uh, big round of applause uh for all of the dudes that work on the mandalorian it's um when you look at some of the behind the scenes stuff uh which is on disney plus when you look at the the round table that they do with john favreau and some of the other actors and directors and so on and then you dive into the visual effects and how they manage sort of on location with their huge sound and visual screen stuff called the volume. I think it's still called the volume. Might be something else now. Uh, when you look at all of that stuff combined, it really is a a, a, a a massive effort and a huge production to work on. So it's good that they're getting there, that they're getting some uh, recognition for that stuff. So moving on to more Mandalorian news, but this is for um, season three, believe it or not. Uh, this has come from... Uh, Katie Sackoff, who plays Bo-Katan, uh, we saw her in season two uh, with some of the Mandalorian stuff, and she uh, has basically said that um, there might be some unfinished business for her character to come back on. So she was talking to Slash Film, and uh, she goes on to say that the way that Lucasfilm left me in season two, one of the roads that uh, that could be gone down, absolutely, you'd think, would be unfinished business. But that is uh, so far above my pay grade and you just don't know. As a fan of the show, I'm just excited to see what they come up with. So uh, this is nothing huge. This is not a confirmation or anything like that, that she's coming back for season three or she's going to be in the Book of Boba Fett, anything like that. But it does hint that she's up for coming back. She goes on to say that Dave and I talk a lot about Bo and her backstory and time lost and things like that, just because we enjoy talking about Star Wars and the characters. I definitely know a lot about who she is and where she's been, and what's happened. So yeah, I knew that kind of stuff for sure. So it does sound like, and again, this is no confirmation. This is not, as you probably know by now, we are definitely not the type of channel like the Mike Zeros and and uh, and the Doomcocks and all that stuff. We're not going to turn this into a whole, yay, Katie, uh, Katie Sackhoff's coming back and all that stuff. No, 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 there's no confirmation. But it does hint that she is definitely up by the sound of it. Anyway, she's up for coming back as the character, as she puts it, there is unfinished business about, uh, and that's obviously how they left it with season two. Um, uh, so yeah, she could be back for season three. We're not sure. We don't even have a date for that yet. We know that production on season three is underway. It should be, it should have just started quite recently. So, um, or it's about to start any day. So who knows? She could be back. And we don't have a release date yet for season three. We know it's probably coming in uh, sort of the latter half or the last quarter of 2022 next year, maybe even 2023, 
20 yeah we're not sure yet but um it won't be for a little while but we have got some other disney plus stuff coming up before that so who knows katie sackoff could be back for season three and she it definitely sounds like she's she's up for that and then the last bit of mandalorian news if you were very um into the look and feel and the design of season two then there's a new art book on its way it's been announced just recently by lucasfilm that the art of the mandalorian season two from abrams books is going to be arriving this december so this is written by lucasfilm's phil uh, sostak uh, with a forward by doug chang if you don't know those names so phil sostak if you don't follow him on twitter you should go and do that now because he posts so many good little Star Wars nuggets all the time. His Twitter feed is really active. He posts a lot of kind of uh, behind-the-scenes stuff with Star Wars, a lot of history bits, uh, lots of design stuff. So he's a very, very cool uh, guy within Lucasfilm. So he's writing the book. And then Doug Chang, he's very much at the core of the visual language and design behind Star Wars and has been for many years. So he knows what he's talking about as well. So this is going to be quite cool. It's a fairly meaty book, 250-odd pages, hardcover, and can be pre-ordered now. And a little bit of synopsis on this one. So this full Star Wars fans will armour up for a special behind-the-scenes journey. Lucasfilm and Abrams Books announced today the art of Star Wars The Mandalorian Season 2, which is a hardcover collection of concept art chronicling the making uh, of the hit Disney Plus original series. Uh, Written by Phil Sostak, the book arrives December 14th and comes filled with concept art, character, vehicle, weapon and creature designs, as well as interviews with key crew and creatives, including show creator slash executive producer slash writer John Favreau and executive producer, director, writer Dave Filoni. In addition, the cover features new artwork by Lucasfilm legend Doug Chang, created exclusively for this release. And the artwork on the front is... uh, is the Mandalorian holding up Grogu. It's that very emotional bit at the end of season two when Grogu's about to go off with Luke Skywalker and he has one last embrace, little moment with with Mando. And it's a, it's a lovely piece of artwork, actually. So uh, really cool, these art, these artwork books. Uh, it's kind of, um, it's, it's almost like a mix of sort of coffee table versus if you're really into your concept art and design and stuff like that you'd probably use it as a reference book for your own work and so on as inspiration and whatnot but it's definitely uh it's definitely a decent book well it looks like it's going to be a decent book so that's out in december and you can pre-order that now from pretty much every book retailer so that sounds rather good so that's it for mandalorian news awesome stuff for all the emmy awards that's that's awesome stuff katie sackoff may be coming back and make sure you pre-order the art of The Mandalorian Season 2. Right, on to some Obi-Wan Kenobi news. This is, it's a tiny little thing, but it could mean potentially a lot for what's going to happen in the Obi-Wan show that's dropping next year. And this is just Star Wars, right? This is um, this is what happens within Star Wars. You have these tiny, tiny little things that are revealed either in an interview or something else, and all of a sudden it's massive news and so on. So the actor Soon Kang, who you probably know, he's been in loads of stuff, but I think you'd probably know him most prominently in the Fast and Furious movies. And Screen Rant, this is coming from ScreenRant.com. Those guys were doing some interviews, uh, actually for the guys promoting Fast and Furious 9, I think it is. I think it's the ninth one, which Soon Kang stars in. I think he's been in a few of them now. I haven't seen them all, but yeah. I think he's been in most of them. But anyway, he's in that one 
they were interviewing him about that. But inevitably, because he's involved with Star Wars, the conversation and interview moved on to the subject of Star Wars. So thumbs up to Screen Rant for doing that. And they asked him about what was it like to be involved in Star Wars. So and so. So I've got a quote here. I'm going to read this. This is pretty cool. So he says, I used to dress up in the cheap Kmart plastic Halloween costumes, Luke Skywalker and Darth Vader, almost every single day from 8 to 13 years old. My friends and I would play pretend. We would make our own lightsabers out of toilet paper, centers and stuff like that, and paper towel cardboard, be able to on, uh, and to be able to be on set and see Darth Vader and see the Star Wars universe in front of me. I mean, just as a fan, to be able to be part of that history is pretty amazing. He then goes on to say, I kept pinching myself to go, how did I end up here? And my character has a lightsaber to go, what this is, it's not a toy. It's actually the real thing, right? So pretty cool. End quote. Now, the key bit in this and the bit that rightly so, everybody's focused. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's great that he feels this way. It's always, in my opinion, it's always a good thing when the actor who's involved in Star Wars is a huge fan themselves. That's always awesome because it makes for, it just means that the person, the, the actor who's involved just knows, just knows the material and the history, which is really cool. It, go, it, it makes me think about when George Lucas was had to tell off uh, Ewan McGregor um, and Hayden Christian on set when they were just always dicking around with lightsabers and making the lightsaber noises and pretending and recreating scenes and stuff. That to me is just awesome. That's, that's solid gold. So the fact that Kung Sang is a huge Star Wars fan, that's a thumbs up. But anyway, the bit that everybody's focusing on, and rightly so, is where he says, and my character has a lightsaber. Which is very cool because we've heard rumblings and some rumours and so on that the Inquisitors are going to be in, involved and, and, and play a key part in the Obi-Wan Kenobi show. As Mark and I have said many times, they need to inject something in terms of story uh, direction. They can't just have they can't just have Obi-Wan on Tatooine. We assume it's Tatooine. We can't just have him sitting there meditating, trying to contact Yoda, trying to contact Qui-Gon, and um and just venturing off and having a little scuffle with the sand people and stuff. That's too expected. I think they should do they should do a small element of that stuff, but that's too that's too obvious and too expected. And that's probably if they if that's all the show was gonna be, then you know, it'd end up being just a bit of a filler thing and it's just a bit of a novelty just to have you and McGregor back as Obi-Wan. So they needed something to add into the show that expands the story, expands what's going on at that particular time frame and give us more than what we know of just Obi-Wan on Tatooine looking out for Luke. And remember, we covered a couple of episodes back or even a month or so ago about they've cast about the casting of a young actor who's going to play a young Luke Skywalker. So we know that stuff is going to be in there, but we need something else. We need other stuff. And the Inquisitors are something that we have heard about. So the uh, Soon Kang was rumoured to be playing the fifth brother, one of the Inquisitors. But there was no sort of concrete thing on that. It was just, to, okay, yeah, you know, he's he can, he's obviously a fit guy, can handle himself. You know, he, he would be very cool. He's a great actor as well. You know, he'd be very good as an Inquisitor, but we just didn't know. Uh, but now that he says he's using a lightsaber, this now kind of slots into place a wee bit. And it's like, actually, yeah, if he's going to be playing an Inquisitor, he's obviously going to need a lightsaber. Um, 
so that's the thing with that. Again, this nothing is confirmed. However, the fact that the actor himself has said that his character uses a lightsaber that does that does definitely put us more in the direction of him playing an inquisitor. So, we're not sure. Um, there is an an outside chance we don't know that his character could be playing somebody else. There is that possibility. I don't want everybody to run around like headless chicken saying the inquisitors are in. Obi-Wan Kenobi and Kung Sang is going to be the fifth brother. That it, That's just an educated guess. And, you know, a lot of people have also pointed towards that direction. So it seems like it could be, but he could be, you know, he could be a Jedi. You know, he could be, you never know. He could be a Jedi. It could be a flashback. He could play one of Obi-Wan's, um, you know, Jedi um, brethren in a flashback or something around Order 66. You know, anything at all. It could be anything but this is good news more lightsabers is always good i think we can all agree on that so kung sang he's definitely starring in obi-wan we weren't sure 100 percent on what he was going to be doing but the fact that he's revealed that his character has and uses a lightsaber does move towards that inquisitor thing so we'll see we'll see on that one so i just want to finish up on a couple of stories that point towards the original trilogy stuff the first one is kind of a uh, an interesting and sort of whimsical comedic little thing that one um, well, that a YouTuber has been messing around with. And it's essentially recreating A New Hope, but using all of the references about A New Hope from various TV and films over God knows how many years. So the YouTuber, I think I'm saying this right, Polosia or Polosia, one of the two, has literally recreated... Uh, a new hope from references from the past 40 years and it's kind of incredible because when you when you think about that idea just at face value you'd probably assume that it's really easy and there is there is a small element where yeah yeah you know a lot of the a lot of the heavy lifting for this does come from the family guy stuff so those of you that have seen the family guy parody trilogy basically they recreate the films but obviously in a very spoofy comedic way and then we also have a lot of the robot chicken stuff that referenced a hell of a lot of star wars and uh, and all that stuff obviously um but this stuff just dives into so many things that you didn't even remember were star wars um references there's ob- there's so that the obvious ones are like i've mentioned family guy robot chicken there's also fanboys which is one of my favourite Star Wars films, ironically. Uh, and then it also goes off into things like Spaceballs. And, but there are also things like um, uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the TV show Lost, uh, films like Boogie Nights and stuff like that. All of these references that you, at the time, you thought, oh yeah, that's cool, that's a cool little Star Wars reference. And then you watch this YouTube video and you think, oh, well, I forgot about that scene, I forgot about that reference, uh, that reference and so on. It's very, very cool. Very cool. And um, like I said, the, the the Family Guy stuff does the bulk of the of the heavy lifting. But there's other cartoons. Uh, Animaniacs makes an appearance. Um, uh, there's just loads of, of cool stuff. Loads of cartoons that I wasn't even aware existed that have done Star Wars references and so on and, and all that jazz. So I'll put a link in the show notes. It's a really cool. It's only about 17, 18 minutes long. But it's really interesting. And it's also a a bit of an eye-opener. Because like I said, you would think that it's an obvious thing. 
but when you just go through and you just see the sheer amount of scenes and lines that were delivered in films and TV and cartoons that are just an obvious uh, pickup from from A New Hope. It's it's quite incredible. So YouTuber Pelosia, I think I'm saying that right. That's very cool. Go and check that out. Really cool little video. That'll that'll make your Saturday and your weekend go a bit go a bit more chill. And then the last bit of news to finish up on is we're getting a new video game, which is going to come out for iOS, Android, and Nintendo Switch. And this is uh, set around the same time as the original trilogy just wrapping up. So this is just after um, the the events of Return of the Jedi. So just after that. So the, the Empire is has just been toppled and our heroes are celebrating victory and all that stuff. Um, and it's going to introduce a bunch of new characters within this time frame uh, in this new video game. Uh, incidentally, this is also um, kind of... This stuff is kind of happening around the same time as The Mandalorian, uh, which is kind of interesting. Um, but it's not going to be a complete... It's not going to tie into The Mandalorian, but it's interesting that Lucasfilm and or Disney are happy for um, studios and companies to push this time pocket of, of events that happened after Return of the Jedi, which is kind of interesting. So this is called um, Star Wars um, Jedi... Sorry, uh, Star Wars Hunters. I was going to say Jedi Hunters then. It's called Star Wars Hunters. And a little bit of blurb on this one is uh, join the greatest hunters from the Star Wars galaxy on the planet of Vespara, where hunters from across the galaxy compete in the arena, engage in thrilling third-person combat to dominate grand arenas set in a range of maps that evoke iconic Star Wars worlds. Mix and match teams, use skill, tactics, and customise your character to find a winning strategy and reap the spoils of victory in this all-new free-to-play game. And one of the developers... Uh, went on to say that the reveal from today, and the re- reveal is a couple of characters from the game. So the first one is a new uh, Wookiee character called Groz. He looks pretty badass, actually. He looks like he's he's ready for action. And um, uh, the other uh, character looks like a Sith. Um, looks like a Sith character. And uh, I'll come on to her name in a moment. Um, but yeah, so uh, it says today's reveal gives viewers the first look at the arena, uh, a competitive spectator stadium attracting hunters from the far reaches of the galaxy to seek their fortunes. Uh, giving a brief glimpse of the arena's high stakes, team-based action, this trailer showcases just a few of the dynamic characters inspired by the Star Wars galaxy that fans can experience in the game. Uh, our teams at Natural Motion and Boss Alien are excited to show more updates and can't wait for players to transition from spectator to hunter in the future it does look very cool and the um uh, the other character this uh, female i'm sure she's a sith looking character um that is the warrior reeve it doesn't describe her as a sith but it's just uh it's described her as lightsaber wielding dark side warrior reeve and she looks pretty cool she's got the typical sith look about her you know the black and red or the dark gray and red outfit the facial tattoos, not many, but it's red and her lightsaber's red. So she's got that classic dark side kind of feel to her. But anyway, so Star Wars Hunters, that's going to drop. When's this going to drop? Do we know yet? We're not sure. I don't think there's a date on it yet, but I think it's this year. It's definitely this year. 
but it's going to be a mobile game and Nintendo Switch. Now, I'm not really a fan, usually, of the whole mobile game thing. It's okay. Um, but I find that there's there's not a huge amount of depth to them in terms of story. It's just a very quick setup, which is obviously the point of a mobile game. You want to get up and running and and, and gaming and stuff. You don't want huge exposition and stuff. You just That's the whole point of mobile. You just want to pick it up and off you go. But yeah, I'm not... Yeah, I'll see how it goes, though. Obviously, Mark and I will... We'll download this, give you our thoughts on it and so on. But uh, the 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 game itself is set within that time period, which is interesting in itself. So Lucasfilm and Disney happy to uh, happy to push the whole original trilogy-esque kind of time period still. Which I'm sure Mark and I will pick up on at some point because as we've got these other projects from Lucasfilm dropping on Disney+, Plus, like I've mentioned, the Obi-Wan show, which is set... Uh, just after the return of the Jedi, or shortly after, should I say, we got more Mandalorian and Boba Fett stuff, the same period, and now this video game. We shall see. We shall see on that, but I'm sure there's uh, there's some plenty of conversation to be had around that stuff. So that's going to do it for episode 124, rounding out everything that's happened from a galaxy far, far away for this week, and I think I'm going to stick a pin in it right there. Thank you for coming back, flying over to Spark of Rebellion for another week as we've rounded out what's happening in the world of Star Wars. I'll be back next week uh, with my co-host. Normally there's two of us doing Spark of Rebellion, my co-host Mark. Uh, He's off this week having some downtime, so there's usually two of us flying the Falcon. We'll be back next week to talk through whatever's happening uh, in Star Wars. And that'll be episode 125. In the meantime, remember to follow our show on whatever podcast app you listen to your podcasts on. Listen for free. A new show lands every single Saturday. We'd love to have you as a follower. And if you've got the ability to leave a review, whether it's something like Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or Podchaser.com, something like that, if you like the show and you've got a sec to leave a review, that would be awesome because that helps us out loads and loads with rankings and on all that stuff. And to those of you that have left reviews thus far, very kind words. Thank you so much for that. That's very much appreciated. Uh, remember to uh, follow us on the socials as well as we chat Star Wars throughout the week. Head over to sparkoffrebellion.com forward slash Instagram and forward slash Twitter. They'll take you straight to it. Uh, go and give us a like and a follow over there and we can chat Star Wars. And if you like the show, then head over to our Patreon. That's uh, the best way that you can support the show. So sparkoffrebellion.com forward slash Patreon. You can jump on from a dollar upwards there, various tiers, get yourself some SOR merch, get your sticker, display it proudly on whatever, your laptop, your bag, whatever. Uh, And you can do that over on Patreon. And thank you so much to our current patrons. Uh, As I said earlier, your support is very, very much appreciated. So thank you for your ongoing support over there. Until next week for episode 125. My name's Gary, and remember, the Force will be with you always. Always.